Welcome to the Internal Medicine for Vet Techs podcast. If you haven't joined us before, we're passionate about all things internal medicine and helping you become the best tech you can be. We'll be discussing interesting internal medicine diseases, how to work closely with pet parents, and how to become the go-to tech in your practice. Now, let's start the show. Welcome back, and thanks for listening and making a commitment to your learning. We hope you are doing well. For your hosts, I'm Yvonne Brandenburg, joined by the um, vulnerable Jordan Porter. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Hasn't been uncomfortable at all for me. <laughs> I know. I was like, dang, I feel like Jordan's getting hit over here. Jeez. So it, um, it's for the good, the greater good of other vet techs. It is. And I feel like you're kind of, you know, you're, you're getting through it and talking about it definitely helps. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Speaking of talking about things, the babies. That is Bonnie. And she has a very loud mouth. Yeah. You guys are probably very um, lucky that we didn't start recording about 20 minutes ago. Oh my it was God. like, it was like baby fest over there. <laughs> it was pretty amazing. Yeah. It was definitely chaos. It was because like they were hungry, <laughs> just bottom line. <laughs> yeah. So Jordan has two and a half week olds right now. Yeah. Is that what we said? Yeah. Two and a half weeks. I can't believe they're two and a half weeks old. I know it's going by so much faster than like I was mm. hoping. And it's very upsetting to me right now. <laughs> like I love them so much because now and- they're starting to get personalities. Like, because yeah. like. They're starting to learn how to wag their tails and like they're starting to learn how to play. So like their little growls to make them sound so like not vicious, vicious. And they're so <laughs> cute. And then they try to like bite each other, but like they don't see well. So they just like open their mouths and hope that they hit something. <laughs> like, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> it's yes. So Jordan has 12 puppies in her office right now. So uh, I feel like each episode while they're in there is going to get more and more puppies in the background <laughs> yeah and it's like I don't want to edit them out because they're so cute and then like one day I'll go back and listen to these episodes and I'm gonna like remember my 12 right? puppies I know so crazy I love them. um so we're we're ending our um mental health series that we've kind of done with a little bit of a throwback um we recorded an episode actually it was about a year ago um episode 36, which I believe, what did we call it? It was, oh, it was, it was part of the up in your tech game. So it was Mm -hmm. up in your tech game, staying healthy. So we're going to, we're going to use part of that. Um, we, we're not going to listen to the beginning of the episode because we've covered a lot of mental health stuff. Um, the last few weeks, weeks. (laughs) just a little bit, a little bit touched on it. Yeah, yeah, just a little bit. So we're gonna um, kind of skip over that in this particular kind of recording, and we're just gonna go into um, the physical and financial health because, again, I think it's it's good to touch base on it because um, it is all part of mental health too. So, um, and I feel like I don't know. <laughs> Uh, I definitely feel like the physical health is something that we're all kind of struggling right now with because you know, it's that whole mind body thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you've been struggling with COVID after effects slash 
your autoimmune stuff slash depression stuff, you know, all that. I mean, stuff short together. version of my body and my brain hating me at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I've been, I, I don't know if I told you this, but like, I've been really like freaking out. Well, not freaking out. I've been dealing with, um, I think it's like my Achilles tendon and I oh. think it started around Christmas and just, it's, it's not your knee anymore though. No, but I think it kind of, it may have been like part of it. Like, I wonder yeah. if my knee being a problem made me like compensate and then my ankles and my Achilles tendon just got mad. Um, yeah. Cause it's just, it keeps, it keeps like cycling. Although my knee hasn't been too horrible. I mean, I definitely am not. Please knock on wood. Squatting. Right. <laughs> yeah. I'm definitely not squatting. Like that still bothers me. And like, I have trouble getting up, but it's not as painful as it was. Like it, that was bad for a while. That was bad. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. So, you know, dealing with physical stuff, plus, you know, I joke all the time, but it's, it's real you know, we're not getting any younger. No, I know. <laughs> and it's the like, one, <laughs> the uh, one day I was like, I was in so much pain that I was laying on the floor, like in treatment. And my boss comes in, he's like, I don't pay you to lay around Jordan. I was like, my body hurts. And he's like, you're getting old. And I was like, don't even like I have diseases. <laughs> like, I know. Like, I don't want to <sighs> claim being old. I'd rather claim my diseases. <laughs> like, I just, I hear you on that dude. <laughs> like, ugh, I can't. I love him though. Like, I love that he like picks on me about it. Yeah. I feel like one year in veterinary medicine slash bed tech is like 10 years for regular people, <laughs> especially depending on where you work too. Yeah. I don't know though. My husband's job really seems to take a toll on his body too. We were talking cause like he mm. been going to the gym kind of together. Some days we go together, some days we don't. But the one time we went together last week, like he was working out his back and like something like pinched in his neck and he mm. got a headache from the back of his head to the front of his head. And like, just like one of those, like he's always worked like physically hard. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, I think, you know, depending on where you're at, retail definitely can be very physical. Um, there's also other manual jobs, but I think ours is, is definitely one of those manual jobs that making sure we stay physically fit definitely helps with longevity. Um, so, so we'll talk about that and we talk about financial health. I think this last year, probably for a lot of people, I know that's been a big thing for you. Um, you know, just trying to stay financially healthy with everything that's going on has been, has been crazy. Yeah. Trying to stay financially healthy has been almost a nightmare. Yeah. This past year. I mean, like to think when we recorded that last year. And then, like, how much time I've had off of work since then. I know, right? But At least it, I feel like you're more consistent now, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Things are much better now, and I'm a lot less stressed, so. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. So, so anyway, I think it's good to retouch on this kind of stuff again. Yeah. Because we can always use it. <laughs> Be a little more physically fit, a little bit more financially fit. Yeah. You know, kind so, of. Because I feel so, like a lot of people are looking at where they are in veterinary medicine and deciding, you know, is it still what you want to do? 
you know, is, do you want to move to a different clinic? Is there a different position in the clinic that you want to be in? Just because I think, um, you know, with the burnout and compassion fatigue and all that, it's definitely taken a look at that. So, so yeah, we're, we're thrown back to, uh, staying physically and financially healthy. <laughs> and I think on that, uh, puppy note. Yeah. <laughs> like, they're stop like, it. They're like, wrap it up. <laughs> right. Exactly. All right. Cool. Well, enjoy the episode. Um, hopefully you guys will learn a little bit again from it. I always do when I re-listen to our episodes. I'm like, oh, yeah. We really should take our advice more. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Oh, my God. So many reasons for that. All right. Well, having a good uh, listen to this episode, we're also going to re-listen to it. And um, we'll talk to you later. Enjoy. I think then we kind of lead into physical health, which I definitely take a lot better care of my physical health and I do my mental health, but to me, taking care of my physical health helps my mental health. So like, oh, yeah, definitely. It, I mean, it's <laughs> definitely tied to your mental health, but like, that's how I fix my brain is by going to the gym or going to my chiropractor. I love my chiropractor. Like, I don't know. I'm an internal medicine nurse. I've been making fun of myself a lot lately because he's very holistic <laughs> and I am very internal medicine nursey. <laughs> and like <laughs> are you getting some of the granola jordan <laughs> i am Uh-oh. i am eating gluten-free currently this is i'm telling you um but it's working i was gonna uh, say yeah but you're also doing it from the standpoint of doing it medically not because it's a fad correct 100 <laughs> i've learned a lot about myself since the whole covid thing so like covid's like really bad for my mental health but i I'm learning a lot because I, d- I wasn't coping with my mental health, like at work, I just worked through it. And then I'd come home and I'd try to turn it off, but I find myself snapping at the kids a lot, even though like, I wasn't really relating it to work, but it was definitely related to work. Like, yeah. Stressful. <laughs> stressful definitely make you lash out sometimes. <laughs> Nobody who's listening to us probably understands what we're talking about. Of course, everybody yeah. understands what we're talking about. <laughs> like, it's just, so anyway, yeah. physical health though, like there's things you, that you can do like yoga, exercise, straight strength training, which I love to do strength training because it's also important for our jobs. Like yeah. I'm 30, almost 31. I have a joint disease. Like I have an autoimmune disease. Like I need to strengthen my body. So work doesn't kill me faster. Yeah. Like, yeah, I kind of, I definitely, I go through phases where I'm, I'm healthier. (laughs) Yeah. Um, don't we all? Yeah. And, and I definitely cut, you know, when I am healthier and eating healthier and physically more active, I can see at work that I just feel better. Um, yeah. And well that, and like mentally you feel better too. Yeah. I'm like, Oh, okay, cool. You know, but it's also like that thing where work takes it out of me. Like this week, I haven't been to the gym at all because like I'm exhausted. Like, yeah. Work has beat the crap out of me this week. I worked 44 hours or something like that. And I'm just like tired. Yeah. It's hard because again, it's that balance, you know, work-life balance. And it's very hard to actually accomplish. It's very hard for that. Some people have it figured out perfectly though. It's like, (sighs) you know, you have that set, like maybe once a month you take a day off from work that 
you know, you do something for you. Yeah. And like, I do think that's strongly important, but I'm also a crazy control freak who also has this wicked guilt that like, I don't know how to turn off the guilt when I call off work or when I like, (laughs) even if it is like, I could get COVID and still feel horrible for not going to work and not anything to say. My boss is fabulous. He's like, don't come to work when you're sick. Or like, if you don't feel well, like he tried to give me the day off the other day because my joints hurt. And I'm like, no, like I'm going to come into work. So yeah, he's trying to take care of me, but I don't know how to take care of myself. I think most of us are guilty of that. Not even gonna 100%. lie. Because we're like, it, there'll be short staffed and it'll suck and we have to be there. No, no, we don't. Like, yeah. Like if you need the day off, take the day off. Yeah. I gotta like, I gotta record that and just keep it like in my pocket. So when just I play it on your phone. Like, yeah. Because Kevin, my husband keeps telling me, he's like, if you don't feel good, don't go to work. And I'm like, I gotta go. Yeah, exactly. It's a tech. I know. Thing. And my boss <laughs> tells me all the time too. He's like, I swear, I swear if you cough, like you're, you're, you're out. And I'm like, okay, I promise. <laughs> you're like, I have um, to in my throat. Yeah. I'm just like, <laughs> right. Um, but it is very important for our physical health though, that we do learn the proper ways to safely hold and lift our patients. And mm-hmm. that's important for our patients, but it's also super important for us. I mean, like every day I'm lifting dogs into an ultrasound trough mm-hmm. and, you know, holding on to them or like, I'll get into the whole x-ray thing and like PPE and stuff like that. And we're just going to skim over this. We all know what's dangerous of our job right? Like, <laughs> other than like the mental health of it. Like the physical yeah. dangers of our job are like injuries. Back injuries are huge. Bite injuries are huge. Needle pokes. I, I got stabbed with a broken PCV tube oh, on Friday ugh. just because like there was like the tiniest little shard on the counter and I put my hand on it and I was yeah. like, but I did it just the right way. I was like, what the hell? <laughs> like, yeah. Um, but it is important to realize like, how to properly lift our patients. Yeah. And I think, you know, this is, this is also a discussion that needs to be had with your doctor and your, your clinic is if, if a technician is requesting drugs, yes, (laughs) please listen to them because I don't know about you, but most of the times I try not to I try not to ask for like everything to be sedated because yeah. most of the times they're fine. You don't need it. But if they do it, like if your technician is struggling, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, but the doctors or the clinic should make it. So yes, it's okay to give a drug yeah, to prevent your employees from getting hurt. Well, then it's to prevent the animal from getting hurt too. Like if they're fighting and fighting and fighting and they have underlying back arthritis that like it hasn't quite been diagnosed yet. Or Mm -hmm. like, what if they start limping when they get down from taking the x-rays? And I'm like, then you are liable for that. Like you are responsible for fixing that. Well, and we kind of touched on it last week a little bit too, which is like the fear-free thing. And mm -hmm. yes, you know, there's definitely tons of patients out there who are less is more. Yeah. They don't yeah. need two techs. They are easier to handle with one tech handling and then another tech just being there for support if needed. Mm-hmm. I've had several of those patients, but then I've also had those patients where there's like four of us and like, mind you, they're I'm usually certain, the giant dogs. <laughs> yeah. I'm certain that there are techs out there like me who are just stubborn and they're like, no, 
no, I can do this. Like I can handle it. Or like, I can lift this dog by myself. 100% and... they are. They're in every clinic, Jordan. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. Like it's, yeah, that is 100% and it, me. And you have to remember to take care of yourself for the long run. Yeah. Like don't be the hero and just like kill yourself because you have to take care of you. Um, your, your clinic's not going to take care of you. I mean, yeah, they may help you. But if you aren't protecting your back, your knees, your, you know, your neck or whatever it is, your, your clinic's not going to do it. They're just going to be like, oh, bummer, you're out. No, but I like to think that I'm irreplaceable, but at the end of the day, everybody's <laughs> replaceable. Like it, it's, my yeah. boss is, like I said, I will always speak super highly of my boss because he wants me to take care of myself. He's usually the one standing behind me going, Jordan, don't lift that dog by yourself. Right. <laughs> so yeah. He, mind you though, he's literally the only boss I've ever worked for who actually cared and wasn't like, hurry up and go get that dog. I don't care if you don't have help kind of thing. Yeah. And I think that also goes down to what you feel comfortable. I'm going to say what you feel comfortable putting up with. Yeah. Because I put up with that for years because I'm not comfortable speaking up and telling people but you know what? No, actually like my mental and my physical health are more important than this job. Yeah. And don't, so, get, don't get us wrong. That doesn't mean that you get to, you know, revolt. <laughs> yeah. Right. But, don't be that jerk who says you're never going to lift a 40 pound or more dog. Just say like, I'm going to wait a couple minutes in, until someone can come help me. Right. Exactly. Like, and, and it should be okay to have that conversation again with your doctors, with management and be like, look, if you want me to be a long-term employee and not go out on, you know, a worker's comp claim, like I need help. And if, if, you know, let's, let's talk about ways to help with that, you know, whether that's a lift table or, Mm -hmm. you know, if I'm asking for sedation, I'm not asking because I don't want to deal with it. I don't want to deal with it. I'm asking because they're flailing and one of us is going to get hurt, you know? So mm-hmm. coming to a place of conversation where, you know, you're not accusatory, but you're also protecting yourself and protecting every, you know, the animals and, and your fellow coworkers and all that. I think that's, it's a big part of it yeah. too. And luckily I do think that the veterinary world is changing so much that I think, especially like new grad veterinarians or like the newer veterinarians in general, like they're mm-hmm. being taught in school to like respect your technicians and to use drugs. And I think they're being taught very similar to how we want to work mm. now versus back then, like back when I was in tech school, like, like I said, mental health wasn't a thing. We learned to lift with our knees, not our back, but that was basically the only conversation. So I do think it, I think the veterinary world is changing for the better, but I do still think that it, it's on us to be sure that we speak up for ourselves. But kind of moving in, so there's still several other um, physical injuries that we can kind of come across. So if we just briefly run down the list, we're all pretty aware of all of these things. I'm certain of it, but you can get crushed, kicked, or trampled. That's more for like large animal, but hell, I've been run over by a huge Great Dane before. So (laughs) that can go for anything. And I get kicked all the time. I got kicked in the chest on Friday, <laughs> I was like, ah, yeah. I was gonna say I've been headbutted and like smushed by a big dog too. So, yeah. yeah. And then you have your needle sticks, back strains, limb strains. I mean, like 
who's to say that you can't just twist wrong when like holding a dog or a dog pulls on the leash really hard and your knee is like, nope. Um, <laughs> scalpel blade injuries, obviously, especially like if we're not really paying attention to where your doctor lays it after surgery and you just kind of pick up the pack. <laughs> Uh, we, uh, not that I've ever done a, that. Yeah, we have a rule in my clinic, um, in, especially in the surgery department, for any sharp left on the table, the doctors have to put $5 in a jar. Oh, I love that rule. And it's for the technicians. Yeah, because they kept getting poked by random things. And they're like, we're not scrubbed in. This is your responsibility for getting out the sharps. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I thought that rule was pretty awesome. Yeah. And then we have falls, of course. I'm a ridiculously clumsy person. I trip over nothing all the time, um, which is obviously no fault to anybody, but um, falls are a thing. Dogs can pull you down. Like, yeah. it's- Have you seen the pictures in some of the Facebook groups of people who have fallen in parking lots right now because no. animals have pulled and I'm just like, <gasps> so please be very careful right now when you're bringing animals to clients in parking lots. My Watch knees out hurt. Like I just- in- yeah, curves. Been, dude, this one there, she has a black eye, and I was like, "Oh my oh. god, I can oh. see that." Like, I had a client almost hit me in the face with her car door, and I was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> like, oh my gosh, I can't even, I can't even imagine. Yeah, and then we have there's hearing loss. I mean, like, especially if you work in those super busy clinics, and you go back in the back, like kennel runs, and it's just like barking dogs like crazy. Um, or say you work in like some different veterinary field and there's like lots of machinery or something like that um well the- people need to remember too like the the level for hearing loss is not that loud and so if you like even if you're in a ccu and you have a bunch of barking dogs like that can like repetitive loud noises yeah. can cause hearing loss and and you know you need to be cognizant of that and well, that an mris I mean, are super loud yeah and ideally you know, you don't have all the barking animals like in your main treatment area, but sometimes you have to because, you know, they're recovering from major surgery and you can't just throw them in a back and a run. And so like protecting your hearing is a big part. Like don't, don't feel like you need to be above putting some earplugs in if, if it's loud. But there's also vehicle accidents, like, especially if you're working with a mobile vet, like there's risks if you're traveling while on work. If you're taking pets to and from places for some reason, um, assault, because we all have had those clients who verbally assault us, but I've heard of horrible stories of people being physically assaulted in multiple ways. I know there was that person in Phoenix last year and I feel for her because she was like sexually assaulted and that was awful. Yeah. And I, I, I mean, in that case, you know, she's kind of in a more remote location so you should not be in a clinic ever by yourself. There's nope. there's multiple reasons why you should never be by yourself, both because there's been, you know, the stories of technicians being attacked by animals when they're yeah. there by themselves or physically assaulted, like out in the parking lot. You know, hopefully you take that precaution depending on where you are, where you always have like a buddy with you or, yeah. you know, walking to the car, especially if yep. it's dark outside, like, or our ER techs who are working overnight, walking dogs overnight. Like mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. You gotta be careful. Um, concussions. I know for sure. I've had a concussion like at work. Yeah. I was gonna say cage doors. Have you ever done that? Where you oh, stood up yes. and you whew, crack your head right on the edge of a cage door. That's oh, why God, we have a policy so where bad. you always have to close cage doors in our clinic. 
I mean, um, yeah. yeah. And then you have your non-concussion head injuries. Like mm-hmm. I got head butted by a black lab right in the mouth and I had a blood blister fat lip. That was mm-hmm. great. Yeah. Those are fun. Yeah. Those are fun. Then you have your burns, um, frostbite, heat stroke. And then we have our bites and scratches, which again, everybody's aware that that is a huge risk. Um, but also there's risks to exposure to chemicals and radiation. Like, and some of these are cancer causing agents. Um, so that's definitely something to... Yeah. And, and I think, so for me, one of the things that it's surprising, but it's not surprising is the formalin jars. Honestly, you should, first of all, you should not be putting any of your body parts in a formalin jar because it's carcinogenic. Um, but you really shouldn't have those formalin jars just open to the room because the Mm -hmm. vapors you're breathing it in. So literally it should be, get your sample, open the lid, put your sample in there, play gently. So it's not splashing and then close it. And that's it. Like you should not be having it open to the world. Yeah, exactly. And then last on the list is zoonosis. We all should have learned that we come across some zoonotic diseases. And does anybody not know what zoonosis is? If anybody doesn't, (laughs) please send me an email or wants a list of the zoonotic diseases that we can come across. I have a list that I found and I'm going to link it to our show notes, but there (laughs) there are several, but just to name a few, um, Bartonella, right, Yvonne? Um, (laughs) Just because I had it, whatever. I mean, I had it too. I can't, <laughs> I can't blame you. Wait, you, um, you were diagnosed with Bartonella? Yeah. Oh. When I had my cat bite. <laughs> oh, huh. Look at that. Hmm. Uh, that was fun. It wasn't as bad as yours. Well, I mean, it was bad in a different way. Yeah. My, yeah, yeah. That's, that's a, that's another story for another day, but zoonotic diseases are definitely a thing. There's yeah. lepto. Lepto is kind of the big one that we think of. Rabies. Rabies. Yeah. Well, I mean, but. Yes. There was a rabbit but, cat in our hospital a couple months ago. Oh, that's before true. Before COVID. Yeah. I've also been exposed to rabies. Yeah. See, see? Um, there's Lyme disease. Oh, Toxo. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. Not to toxo. mention most of the parasites we can get to. So. <laughs> Yay. This is why I don't like parasites because they can do whatever they want and I don't like it. So again, if anybody wants more information on how to avoid that, but like, let's just wear gloves. Try not to get poop or pee in your mouth. Like it's, it's... I, mean, I mean, I feel like those are all just like normal life goals to not get poop or pee in your it mouth. It should be. Yeah. Man. Well, <laughs> it should be. Yes. Like it's just, in, it's just crazy. So anyway, bottom line from that whole rant is just be cautious about how you're handling your patients for multiple reasons. Be cautious as to how you're handling your cleaning agents and your um, formalin jars and just everything. Like we work in a pretty dangerous field that I understand the hazards, but so should everybody else. So it's a good reminder of the things that we deal with on a daily basis that we don't think of as being potentially hazardous. And it's a good reminder every once in a while just to stop and go, Oh yeah, that's not a good thing. I probably shouldn't be inhaling that spray as I clean the counters, you know, and yeah. Or I should be wearing glo- goggles to prevent me, you know, it's splashing in my face. Because nobody wants to use the eyewash station. Nobody does. Yeah. Nobody does. Yeah. Well, no. And let's be real. Like COVID and like wearing face masks and stuff like that is probably the best thing for our field right now. It's just because of all the stuff that we do potentially. Like we have our head in cages cleaning as we've like sprayed all this like cleaner in there. So, I mean, it's not just the like, yeah, we all know not to stick our fingers in formalin. At least we should. 
but it is like the little things too. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> like our cleaner, we need to be careful with. I know yeah. we're using bleach on our laundry and stuff like that. And all that stuff is already known to cause issues for us, but it's just a matter of being safe in our profession. Like it, it and like I said, we're going to post a ton of um, resources that we got on this. So you can look up all the zoonotic diseases that you should be cautious for. Um, cancer causing. Oh, and I didn't go on my radiation tangent. PPE people. Like we need to be wearing our, our gowns and our gloves and our thyroid shield. Or if you happen to be able to work in one of those practices that does the hands-free like x-rays, like great. Like you're saving yourself every time. Like, and we really need to be paying attention. Like there's scatter radiation just because you, that and how many films have we gotten in referral where there's no collimation? So you have an entire dog film. We've talked about this. And the hand <laughs> like, in the film. And I'm like, there's uh... a hand in the film or it's just even an entire dog. Like the less you collimate, the more scatter radiation there is. And that, that hits you. Like it, it, it's, it's not good for you long-term. So that's yeah, dangerous yeah. too, but you can also take ways, like there's tools out there to protect yourself. Yeah. And, and I think, reminding yourself and your friends uh but in a nice way don't be accusatory but in a nice way it, it goes a long way with that mm-hmm, definitely that and like bring it up to your staff or your management and to that like hey you know what? i actually feel a lot more comfortable if we replaced our gowns this year or if we got new thyroid shields or you know what? we don't have gloves we have everything else but let's get gloves and so um nobody should be afraid to stick up for something that's going to keep them safe Seriously. <laughs> so true. <laughs> but moving past all the physical stuff that we kind of come in contact with, there's financial health too. We all know, like at my first day of tech school, one of my teachers was like, if you're here for the money, like you chose the wrong career. Oh, so sad, but so true. So the, the final piece to the healthy puzzle that we're going to talk about today is the financial health, which I feel like this is a huge thing for technicians. Um, so we, I kind of found these two articles. One is from Self by Inc., which I, I don't know exactly what Self by Inc. is. And then the other one's a Forbes article. So <laughs> I feel like those are good references. Um, so kind of what the, the Self article, it talks about how, how to take better care of your financial self, which is... Um, pretty important. So the thing, the first thing they talked about was paying off high interest debt. So the idea is you tackle your high interest debt first. You make, you know, minimum payments on everything, tackle your high interest first, right? You, you pay one down, then you take that amount from that payment, add it to your next bill that your credit card, your debt that you've got, and you use the amount from the first one, let's say that payment was $100 and the second one was like $75. Well, once you've paid off the first one at $100, now you take that $100 and apply it to the other one. So now you're paying $175 to the second one. Once you pay off that one, you take that $175 and add it to the minimum payment of the next one. And so the nice thing is, is it snowballs. And so you're paying the same amount each month but you're significantly reducing your debt. So it's a really good way to pay off your high interest debt. And it doesn't need to be a lot. Again, you know, you're just paying your first one down first, 
you know, whether that's an additional $20 a month or 30 or whatever you have, and then rolling that into the next one, which sometimes as a technician, that's hard to do if you don't have a lot of money coming in. So we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, the other thing is improving your credit score. So just making sure to pay your balances on time, right? Try to do your best by not skipping any payments. Um, make sure to, to work on decreasing the balance. So again, kind of what we talked about in the first one, pay off your high interest debt, decrease those balances. The other thing that you can do because you want to save money. I think this is something I'm horrible at. I don't know about you, Jordan. I feel like you're probably better at saving <laughs> than I am. <laughs> uh, I yeah. mean, like I go through spurts. Yeah. It's like my I'm physical health. Like I am good at it sometimes. And then sometimes I'm <laughs> right. I'm like, let well, me one go. One of the things they talked about, oh, which was actually very smart is it's just, uh, whatever your payday schedule is, whether it's monthly, weekly, every other week, whatever it is, is basically taking money from your checking account and putting that money, putting money into your savings every payday. And so it's, it's one of those things like out of sight, out of mind, right? Like you put in, and it could be any amount, as long as you're paying yourself first into that savings. So $20, $100, whatever it is that you want to do, and you put it into your savings account and then try to ignore your savings account. Um, the other option is you can, you know, if you're, if you can do this with your work is your direct deposit, split it into the different accounts. So you don't even think about it. You know, it's in your account. It's over there. You don't have to worry about it. Yeah. I mean, I think luckily my bank does like this roundup to save things. So like everything I spend oh, nice. out of my checking account, it'll round it up to the nearest dollar and put the extra, extra change in my savings account. Oh, that's a good so, idea. Yeah. That's really nice. I do that. Yeah. My, I, my doesn't have that option. Otherwise I probably would. Yeah. It's actually really, really nice. <laughs> I do. I actually split my direct deposit into a couple of accounts. Um, and it's nice because honestly, like I just do like a lump sum. Um, and so my brain doesn't even think about it as part of my pay. Um, and it just is in that account and I can use it for that stuff, whether that's savings or just like a, like I have a fun account where it's like the money goes in there and I can use that for fun. <laughs> that's nice. Um, yeah. And it, I mean, it's not a lot, but it's, it's there. I, I, I mean, <laughs> even if you had an extra hundred bucks, like that's a night out, like for like a date night, like it's, yeah. you know. Yeah. And I think, you know, because I, our, our field doesn't get paid as much as other fields. So we do have to be aware of not spending more than we bring in, which can be difficult sometimes. Um, but if you do have extra money, you know, for whatever reason, then, then making sure you're not blowing it on frivolous stuff, which I don't know about you, but the COVID <laughs> has definitely shown me some of the things that I frivolously have spent money on and that I'm not now. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yes. Bottom line is yes. Like yeah. I don't, like I don't go out to eat as much. And I'm like, oh, look at all that yeah. money. I um, think that was our main thing too, is like, because I also wasn't working. And so I wasn't spending the gas money to get to work and mm -hmm. I wasn't eating lunch 
much while at work. So like I definitely made a huge difference. The other thing too, is if, you know, if you have a 401k at your work is make sure to use it, especially if you have an employee match program, um, at least do whatever they match up to because you're, you're basically doubling your, your money. So take advantage of that. Um, ideally if you can, in an ideal world, get up to 10, 15% into your 401k or an IRA or whatever retirement account that you're using. That's ideal. Um, the nice thing is it is pre-tax for like 401k. So it, it is, it doesn't feel as horrible <laughs> when you're taking it out of your account. Um, I know at my work, they have this thing where um, you can set whatever your minimum is. So like, let's say you're going to start at 4% because that's what your employer matches. Well, they have it. So you can actually increase it 1% every year automatically. And so you don't even think about it. But the nice thing is you usually get a raise. Well, hopefully, hopefully you get a raise once a year. That's more than the 1%. So you don't notice it as much. Um, and it doesn't, doesn't suck your soul out of you. <laughs> but remember you're paying yourself. So yes, the money is coming out of your um, paycheck right now, but it's going to go into your pocket someday. So it's paying yourself first. So remember to kind of think of it that way. Um, but no, my boss will put like my bonuses, like he'll just kind of like, if I do a good job, he'll give me like a random bonus and he'll put it in my 401k instead. And like, he'll come to me and he'll apologize. And he's like, He's like, you know, I'm sorry I didn't give you like the cash now, but like, I just want to make sure that you're set for your future. And I was like, dude, perfectly fine. Like, and I think that's a good way to think of it though, too, is if you can get, if you do get any sort of like incentives or bonuses or anything like that, like put it away. Like that's mm -hmm. not money that you were expecting to come in anyway. It's kind of mm -hmm. like what I do with my taxes. Like <laughs> I pay off bills and then I put the rest away. Yeah. It, 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 it's being smart with your money, right? Instead of just mm -hmm. blowing it. But, um, you know, instead of just blowing the money on fun stuff, like put it away and be responsible about it, which, but putting it, but not blowing it on fun stuff doesn't mean that you can't put money away for fun stuff. Like exactly. Like, yeah. and I think it is definitely a little bit more difficult on technician salaries because I mean, I, it'd be a lot more difficult for me to manage my fin finances if I didn't have a partner helping me with my bills. Yeah. Like if I didn't have a husband, so if I were single and trying to live off of a tech salary back when I first became a tech, Ooh, like, there's no I, way, there's no way it would have been very, very difficult. But again, I do thankfully think that the field is changing a little bit and they are realizing yeah. that pay needs to go up. And I also understand though, that vet clinics are more, most of the time run by, you know, single doctors also who can't really afford to pay us human nurses salary of $80 an hour. Like it's, <laughs> right? yeah, Woo. I do think we'll get not necessarily close, but technician pay will get better, especially the yeah. more technicians speak up about it. Doctors are also starting to realize that technicians are worth more than well, you know the minimum wage. It, it's not just that we're worth more, but we are capable of doing more. Yeah. Right. So it's, and this kind of goes with the, the next point, which is growing your income is you take on more responsibility. And there's, there's plenty of studies that have shown that if you utilize your techs appropriately or your nurses appropriately, 
and you do doctor tasks, right? That the amount of income those technicians bring in really do help the the clinic. Yeah, exactly. Social media, um, that's that's a huge thing right now. And I feel- It's I, a I huge feel, market to get in clients though too. Like it's, Yeah, and it, and it may be like, hey, I would like a raise. I'm willing to do X, Y, and Z for the next two, three months. And you can evaluate at the end of two, three months yeah, to see, you know, what that is worth to you. And then we can get a raise and just have that conversation, you know, write them a letter pointing out the things that you're doing because yeah. you never know until you ask whether or not you can get a promotion. Yeah. And then if not, like if they say there's no way you're getting a raise, you know, is that a deal breaker for you? You know, do you want to look at another clinic in a different environment that, you know, pays your worth? Because <laughs> I feel like sometimes as technicians, we get all like squidgy about understanding what our worth is, you know, and it could be that you started in that particular clinic as a, as a tech assistant and you've been there your whole career. Well, you've only gotten those little tiny pay raises as it's gone along. You haven't had those big bump ups. Once you became an RVT, once you've been there for five years and you've taken over the scheduling of this and that and that, maybe you do need to go to another clinic and start your base pay higher than what you were doing here mm -hmm. because the pay hasn't, it hasn't grown in the same way that you've grown in the clinic, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. It's so hard to have the money conversation, but at the same time yeah. though, too, like, I mean, I have this talk with my boss though, too, that like, sometimes for me, like raise isn't just the money. Like I want to go to more conferences. Like I want more CE yeah. allowance. Like I want, you know, like, because well, and that's all part of your compensation package. Right. So yeah. And maybe it isn't that you're getting more money on your paycheck, but yeah, you're getting more conferences. You're getting, yeah. um, or I want you to match more to my or, 401k or yeah. yeah. Like I want you to pay for my VTS stuff. Like, you know, it, it's other things, or I want you to offer me a 401k. Like that's not like you can. Okay. So if your work doesn't offer a 401k, you can start one yourself. Like the individual retirement account, the IRA. Yeah. You There's can do that on your own. It. Yeah. And then of course, side hustles. Like, man, I pet sat for years before, like I had kids and stuff like that. And I made good money pet sitting. Yeah. I feel like some of the people that I know that are still pet sitting, they're making a lot of money, especially if you're willing to potentially like stay at their place. So, so yeah, like with pet sitting, it's interesting because, um, in our Facebook group, I think she's, so it's Serena Pudaleski, Pudal, Pudal, Fidelsky. I'm sorry. Serena. Yeah. I feel like we did this last time we oh, shouted her out. Man. Um, so she's doing this really cool thing where, um, she is now full time doing pet sitting and traveling and, and offering services to clients like, uh, toenail trims and stuff like that. But she's also, she is talking to other technicians on how to kind of get into that. Um, so if that's something that you're interested in, you know, that's, that's an option. I would talk to Serena about it, um, because she's helping other technicians get into it, which is awesome because it is a huge market and being a technician, you know, I, I feel like clients and, or pet owners would definitely be more trusting of a technician than, you know, yeah. the high school senior that just wants to make some extra money. <laughs> 
which I definitely did that as a high school senior. So. <laughs> um, yeah, there, there's so many different things that you can do out there. Like, I don't know, blogging is big and mm-hmm. I, I'm not, I guess I don't know too much about the Side Hustles podcast, but that doesn't bring us in any Yeah, money. we're not making money. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's fun. Thing, you know, we, we talk about like presenting CE. So like that is a thing. Um, working yes, lecturing. Working the conferences, lecturing um repping for a company i mean there's there's different things that you can do um you know whether you stay in a clinic or you know maybe working in the clinic part-time or independent you don't work for the company specifically but you pick up shifts kind of as needed i mean there's that's always a thing (laughs) yeah and there's companies that help you too like They'll put you on like a database though, saying that like you're a relief tech. Yeah. And so the Forbes article we'll link to as well. Um, So it does talk about saving money, which is good, but watching your credit score, trying to keep a close eye on that, making sure that the things that are on your credit report are actually you. They talked about that, which was kind of a good thing. This was interesting and I don't know enough about it to even understand it, but it was credit utilization rate. So I guess it was pretty much like don't use don't use a high percentage of the credit limit so like if you have a a thousand dollar limit they say keep it under 35 percent so 350 bucks on that so don't max out your credit card is what it's basically saying and then calculating your debt to income ratio and then again you know a taxable investment account so like an ira or something along those lines just making sure that you have a bunch of different tools in your arsenal to become financially healthy. And I think we can all become financially more healthy, you know, and it, and it sometimes just takes taking a hard look at what we spend our money on. (laughs) Um, You know, do you really use those items? Like, do you have a membership that you don't use, but you have it because you think you're going to use it. (laughs) So do you really need to keep that membership? You know, like, put that money in in a, in a savings account and see how many times you would actually go versus just keep that money in the membership account and maybe use it for something else. So yeah, there's a lot of ways for us to stay healthy. Yeah. I mean, I think that's like a good, I, we covered a, a lot of topics between like the mental health, the physical health and the financial health. <laughs> like, <laughs> um, it's very different than our, our normal, but I think it all is all very important. And it's all important as to like how to up your tech game. Like we all don't want to be living paycheck to paycheck and like being burnt out, trying to live paycheck to paycheck. So while breaking your back. Well, and I think that's one of the big reasons. Well, (laughs) okay. Mental health, physical health, and financial health are probably the reasons why technicians leave this field. 100%. I don't think there's very few other reasons (laughs) I think that people leave the field. Um, so making sure you, you stay as healthy as possible. We care about all the technicians and all the veterinarians. I mean, this goes for veterinarians too. Let's be real. Like they're going through the same stuff, if not more of a financial burden because their student loans are stupid. And if they do open a practice, like their overhead costs are stupid, which is why we don't get paid very well. (laughs) Like it's, and, you know, you have a vested interest in the company as well. Mm-hmm. And so you can help partner with your doctor and, and, you know, be like, let's try some stuff to see if we can bring in some money. Like, what can we do to raise money? 
you know, and it, and sometimes it takes more than one person to look at it and say, okay, you know, can we, are there some things that as a technician I can do, you know, some tech appointments and let's start like um, the health campaign for our pets and you don't have to be involved, but I will be, and I'll bring in some money for pets that are in the program, you know? So there's just things that we can do to help take some of the burden off of their shoulders too. Well, that, and like, if you're will, if you're more willing to help your doctor or your practice owner do stuff like that, they're more willing to also compensate you for that. Yeah. Like it's just showing your worth. Like that's it. Because they know that you're not necessarily all about the money. If you're like, yes, I need more money, but let me find ways to save you money so I can get that money. You know, mm-hmm. that's just like, there's ways to have that, that conversation. And so I, I do think it helps and that too. And I think it helps mental health wise too. So you're not always like, well, he won't give me a raise. He sucks. Right. Like, you know, this is, I, I need to go find a different clinic. It's the tip of the week. Uh, so the tip of the week this week is honestly, is just taking some time to invest in yourself, whether that's your mental health, your physical health, your financial health, just take a moment, breathe (laughs) Mm -hmm. and start small and see what you can do to kind of help yourself feel healthier. Um, and you know, be a little bit healthier in general. And investing in yourself, I'm going to throw it out there that like finance, like finding a financial advisor, by the way, doesn't actually cost you any money to have someone help you. Like you set, you can set up an account room and there's usually like a yearly fee, but paying someone to help you manage your money, it's un- like, it's umbrellaed underneath the yearly fee. And I want to say like, when I opened my 401k outside of my work, like, or my Roth IRA, like it's 40 bucks a year and they just take it out of the money that I've been putting away like it's not nice you can you can find ways to financially help yourself and find other people to financially help you without spending a ton of money it's not like stocks where you have to put in five grand and like right? hope like, that you make Ooh. yeah it, it, it's it's reasonable you just need to go talk to someone go talk to a bank like starting a savings account doesn't necessarily always cost money like it's it there's things that you can do to invest in yourself that way so even if investing in yourself just means you take a day off to go talk to a financial advisor do it like yeah and now for the question of the week i think this week our question of the week is what do you do to kind of disconnect and relax and then keep yourself healthy. So what's something that you already do? And then maybe what's something that you think you're going to do in the future? Maybe something we talked about, you were like, Oh, and, um, let us know what, like, let us know what, what you got, what, what plans are, you know, how do you keep yourself healthy? What is your plan to stay within the profession for as long as you can? Cause we don't want to lose any of you. Nope. Not at all. Like it, everybody's very important to us. And, and I think trying to find ways to stay healthy. And again, I'm no expert because I have a really difficult time trying to find time for myself, but (laughs) um, it's still very, very important. And when I do, I never regret it. So (laughs) yeah, definitely. And then remember to check out the resources um, on our show notes page. Um, There's going to be a ton of them for this episode because there's just a lot of really good, um, resources out there for us. And so we'll, you know, make sure to check those out. Um, and if you, you know, if you need anything, just reach out to us. 
we're happy to see if we can find things to, you know, if we don't know what it is, um, Jordan and I are both pretty good at research. <laughs> so we'll point you in the right direction. Um, and of course, you know, join our podcast Facebook group. If you haven't already done that, uh, we, we have lots of conversations going on over there. If you have done a review, please let us know so we can get you a sticker. Just make sure, you know, as always, if you share with, um, you know, coworkers, your friends that are in the veterinary field, um, we sincerely appreciate it. All right, Miss Jordan. I feel like this was a long one. Hopefully everybody was a long one, you know, going to stay with us. <laughs> it, was, it was kind of exhausting just because of all the stressful stuff we talked about. It was, it was, it was an in-depth one. It was, I mean, it was good. It's definitely 100% necessary. And again, I'm not the greatest at doing all these things. Um, no, no, but again, we have tons of great resources on there on just how to keep yourself healthy and safe and yeah. stable. <laughs> right. Yeah. All right. Well, on that note, Jordan, I think, uh, anything else we want to talk about? No, I think, I think that pretty well sums it up. So thank you everybody <laughs> for listening and we will talk at you next week. Sounds good. All right, you guys have a wonderful week. Keep getting your learn on and we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the internal medicine for vet techs podcast. If you like what you heard, we'd love for you to share with someone you think might enjoy the podcast and make sure to subscribe. So you never miss an episode. Want to give us a boost? Please leave a review on iTunes or your favorite podcatcher, and we'll be sure to say thank you. Find out everything about us at internalmedicineforvettechs.com. Talk to you next week. Bye.